when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody, to Breaking Through with James Levesque. Look, I'm James Levesque. I want to thank you for tuning in. And guess what I tell you every episode, and I believe it with all my heart, today is your day for a breakthrough. We want to talk to you today about a powerful subject called Breaking Free. You know, I remember one time a woman came to our church, uh, and people are always visiting, especially now that more shows are getting out and and I remember she made an appointment in the office, and she said, can I talk to you? I said, sure. She came in, and I'm just like, how are you? Good to meet you. And she started bawling. I mean, like, hard sobbing. I'm like, this is like, I barely got to know. I didn't even know who she was. And she said, I, I, you know, I love the church. I love the church, but I need to break free. You know, it was interesting because she was telling me that she went to another church. And, you know, she'd been there for so long that the idea of her ever leaving the church would be like she would never be able to go. And I thought, are you in a church or in a prison sentence? Well, you know, the pastors told me every year that I ever wanted to even attend another service, that God puts you where he plants you and had all these other things over her life. I couldn't believe we were having this conversation. And through a lot of prayer, she started breaking free. How many people do I know are almost trapped in cages, right? might be a cage in your mind, might be whatever you're going through, but people are trapped, and today's going to be a day that you break free. Get ready. You know, uh, I went to the zoo recently with my family. We loved it. We were in the Providence Zoo, actually, in Rhode Island. Kids, perfect ages, you know, like six and three are like amazing ages to go to the zoo. And we went to the zoo, and, you know, elephants, giraffes, everything that a zoo has, um, and, you know, when we walked into the zoo, my kids love the elephants, right? Uh, these African elephants, and, and usually you can go outside and see them, and they might be swaying from side to side, and they're right next to the giraffes, and, you know, it's a zoo. I mean, kids love zoos, and, and when we looked outside in the field, we didn't see the elephant we always wanted to see. And so, you know, it is cold. It is New England, and how many know uh, elephants weren't made to be in New England? Uh, and so we're like, you know what, let's find where the elephant is. So we asked one of the zookeepers, hey, can you tell me where the elephants went? And they're like, oh, if you just go around here, they're inside their cages. Well, they're normally out roaming about in the field. And so we turned around and went in the cage to try to see the elephant. You saw them there. You know, they were, they were swaying and walking around. It was still kind of open, but it was enclosed, right? And when we walked in, they were about to feed the elephants. Man, these are massive creatures. It was kind of weird. We're normally used to see them outside in the open field. But now they were like in like a room, 
cage everywhere. It was kind of weird. It was like, hey, there, look, he's right there around the corner. And then it was like, the thing gets near you. And the only thing separating us was like a little, you know, gate as big as this table. It's like a wired, you know, gate and we're inside. And the zookeepers are like putting buckets of whatever the elephants, grass or whatever they're about to eat. And I see them. They're, they're like all swaying from side to side. This is my impersonation of an elephant swaying. And they're swaying from side to side about to eat. And, uh, and all of a sudden they're like, and, and they open the gate and they come walking towards us, these big tusks. And we're like, whoa, there's the animal. And all of a sudden, all of the zookeepers started acting crazy. They're like rustling around. And I noticed all of them had a weapon. I was like, what is going on? It was like this long spear with like a flat like bottom end. And I'm like, excuse me. Um, you know, what is this? Like, what is going on here? Why do you have that, you know, instrument and weapon? And they said, oh, you know, we just have to do it for our safety. And I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, if we ever get backed into a corner, the elephant ever wants to back up into us and we're between a wall and the elephant, we have to put that instrument up. It's flat against the wall and it'll, it will spear the elephant, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why? You know, why are you so scared of the elephants? Aren't they like, haven't they been in the zoo for a while? Aren't they pretty domesticated? And she said, sir, I have to tell you that, you know, just because no matter how much we domesticate the elephant, she said, we can't take away their natural instincts. Man, that got me thinking. She said, you know, we had an episode with a giraffe. You know, the giraffe's head, you know, big, tall giraffes, right? The head was, uh, you know, they have these, you see it right there. This is what they do. They eat from like places we'll never be. And this giraffe was eating on the, on the ground and the big long head was towards the ground. And there were two zoo workers standing over the giraffe, like, and one person went to like pet it on its knob or whatever's at the top of its head. And here's what the giraffe did. It just lift its head and, and this woman went thrown back 20, 30 feet in the air. And so there was a lot of warning at the place, you know, because look, these, these animals, although she was trying to tell me some story about the elephant and it's always been in, in care and they saved its life from whatever. And, but they're like, we can't take away the natural instincts of the elephant. It's still an African elephant. It's still an African giraffe. You can't take that away. You know, I was thinking about you, Siegfried and Roy, right? Or people that do crazy things with animals, right? You think about the tiger. Remember they had like a tiger accident in Las Vegas or something? Like, yeah, you think? Like, you hear these weird stories. There's always some weirdo in Florida trying to put like, you know, they do these shows. We went to one one time. They got these alligators and everybody's watching. Yeah, this kind of crazy stuff. And they're holding the alligator and like, you know, then it's even wilder. Like somebody tries to like put its head in one of the alligators. Like, are you kidding me? I hate to break it to you, friends, but alligators were, no. And then you see videos, don't go and look them up, but then you see videos where that thing goes snap. I kid you not. These dudes are nuts. Let me just, I, look, I'm not the smartest crayon in the box, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that was never supposed to happen. Like when God created that animal, that was not what he had in mind. You were not supposed to put your head in the mouth of an alligator. No matter how much money you make, you're crazy. It's an alligator. You don't mess with these things. Like, I remember I was golfing in Orlando with one of my pastor friends. This big old fat thing was sitting on the, like, on the bank of a pond. I was like, okay, we're done golfing. I just feel like I want to go eat. It's an alligator, man. It's creepy looking things. 
I, I swear every morning I wake up and let the look outside like there's one sitting outside my Jeep every morning. I don't know. These things freak me out. But we were never meant to put our head in their mouths, right? It's an alligator. You don't mess with these things, man. You're going to get hurt every time because it's still an alligator. How many of us feel in prison like those animals, right? Right? You go to a gator farm. Uh, there's one here. And, and the, you know, it's like, do you really think these 400 alligators are supposed to be kept in a farm? Or do you think it should be out somewhere in a swamp where it was supposed to live? It's trapped. And I began to think about my life, right? I began to think about the believers I know. I began to think about that woman that came to our church and said that she was really hurting and, and really just frustrated. I began to think about that. And you know what I realized? Y'all are a bunch of animals. For real. I was an animal, basically. People are in cages called churches, never allowed to roam and free and never allowed to do what they're called to do, friends. How many people of us are living in cages in our minds and we're not able to break out the way God has called us to do? Because I'm going to tell you right now, just as like all those animals we talked about have instincts, God has created you with instincts. Every believer on the planet has instincts in them for the supernatural. You were born for miracles. You were born to hunger after the things of God and to believe that God can do the impossible. That is inside of every Christian. Look, inside of every human on the planet, I believe, is something in you to long for the supernatural. I believe it with all my heart. And I see so many Christians today, they're trapped in cages. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe you're watching right now. You're like, man, what is even happening? Well, hello, I'm here with you. Yes, I am. And I'm also here telling you that God has something greater for your life. Call that number that you see on the screen, 1-800-599-3722, 1-800-599-3722. We want to pray with you right now. Pause this program. Call the number on the screen, and let's believe God today, right this second. I don't even care if you're watching a rerun. We are here 24 hours a day waiting to pray for you for breakthrough in this area. It's time to get free. Today is the day that you break out of that cage. Because as a pastor, and look, I love churches. People get upset because I say things. Listen, I've planted 30 churches. I'm a pastor. Every weekend I'm with my flock. I'm all week long pastoring pastors. We plant churches. No lie, this month alone we're doing two building dedications. One at our amazing church in Missoula, Montana. We have an engaging heaven in Missoula, Montana. And then one about 30 minutes from our churches in Connecticut. We love planting. I love the church. But I don't like the zoos called church. I don't like the traps, the dead religion that has hurt so many of you. Uh, I don't like the cages that other people have put you in. And let me be honest, you've put yourself in. It's time to get free. And you know what? You, you may be hurt. You know, I see people along the way. They're like, well, you don't understand what this pastor did to me. You don't understand what this leader did to you. You don't understand what my friend did to me. You don't understand what my Jesus did on the cross. Because we have to get to a point in our lives where we're not blaming everybody else for our lack of freedom. We're not blaming, I'm not blaming a pastor for the reason that I'm not roaming free the way I was meant to be. We're not, I'm not blaming a friend of mine because he put a lid on me. Look, if you believe who you are in Christ, you're not going to allow these things to be put on you, right? Just look at life. Everywhere you turn, somebody's trying to put a cage on you. Everywhere you look. I remember when I got born again, they're like, well, you're a little kid from Brantford Manor in Groton, Connecticut. You're never going to do anything. I remember being a little boy going outside and friends of mine in the neighborhood. I, people would come up and say, my, my mom told me you're going to be in prison and you're going to be a loser when you grow up. Well, first of all, we all were, all right? We're all in the projects messed up. But can I tell you, my whole life, people want to put you in a prison. 
your whole life. And it may be a pastor. It may be a friend. But it, it, truthfully, it's the devil himself. And you've got to make a decision today. That's why I want you to call the number on the screen. We're here for you. You've got to make a decision today that you're going to end that trauma. You're going to end the, look, the time of exhausting Christianity is done. This hour, this year has been unlike any year we've ever lived. But I also believe at the very same time that it's crazy on this earth, there is a power. I feel right now, I feel this whole week, I feel a surge in the spirit. I feel a wind of God about to blow and just shake America in the nations of the earth. So what are you going to do? What are you going to tune into? Are you going to tune into crazy and limitations and lids and all the things that the devil's trying to hold you to? Or are you going to break free and believe that God has called you to do great things for him? And your thoughts will change it, right? What you believe is going to determine where you go. And so when I was in that zoo, I, got a, I had a hard lesson that there are instincts in these animals that, you know, I mean, a lot of people hate zoos. It's, it kind of breaks my heart when I'm in these things. But I'm also glad my kid could see an African elephant because I ain't bringing him into Africa. But as I look at these animals, you kind of walk away and you're like, man, that, that Bengal tiger wasn't meant to be like in a circus every week. And neither were you. And so today we're going to talk about how you get out. Next, we're going to talk about how are you going to break out of the cage you're in. doesn't matter how you got there. It's not about the blame game. God has a word for you today, and it's time to break out of the cage. You're going to hear a quick offer. Again, call the number on the screen for prayer. We are with you today, and I'll be praying at the end of the broadcast. Tune in. We'll see you in a moment. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, Preparing for an End Time Outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autographed copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are well. Breaking through here. Look, we're talking about breaking free. And there's a chance that you're watching today and you need to break free in so many areas of your life. Look, you're not alone. We're watching people in this hour. I believe there's a grace to break free. And I'm going to just tell you this. It's time. It's time for you to break out. It's time for you to get free. It's time for you uh, to break out of what you've always known. We were talking today about the zoo. I went to the zoo with my family. And we saw these animals, and it was kind of wild because I got a quick lesson from the, the zoo person keeper telling me that, you know, it was just because these elephants have been domesticated, they still have the instincts that were put in them. And I began to think about you and the instincts that God has put in you uh, for breakthrough. Because I'm going to tell you, in life, people are going to always hold you down. They're always going to uh, try to keep you maybe where they last you know, knew you or try to hold you down to who you were. Because the bottom line is this, you are not where you're, where you're going to be, right? And so people may see you at the beginning of your book and they don't realize what the ending is, but God does. And so don't worry about what people say about you. It's time to break out of those cages today. It's time to trust God like never before and watch miracles happen in your life. I want to show you a scripture from Romans 8, chapter 28. Um, and it's a promise from the word of God. It says this, and we know that all things work together for the good. The next verse says, Though the, those that God foreknew, he predestined you to be just like Christ and the firstborn among many brothers. What does that mean? Who is he talking to? Who did God foreknew? Uh, all of us, 
And it said he predestined you to be what? The firstborn among many brothers. That means the firstborn in the Jewish uh, culture was, was the one, right? And you had the heritage and you had the inheritance and everything kind of went to the firstborn. And the father says to you today, you are the firstborn. When you were created, I made you the firstborn that you would get the blessings of being the firstborn. And so this is the dichotomy of life, right? The father says, I've called you to be the firstborn, but the devil's constantly trying to put you in a cage, making you feel like you're trapped. Look, the truth is it's all yours. You are first in line for what the father wants you to do. You ever seen like a royal family? You know, I, I remember uh, when I got born again, um, and, and I was in high school, actually, uh, there were Mashantucket Indians, right? Who would ever thought? They, we, they had the world's largest casino near us in Connecticut. And when they built it, overnight, they started paying everybody with, like, Indian blood. And so overnight, you were almost like, these people are royalty. I remember going home to my mom. I'm like, is there a chance that there's an Indian? Like, yo, you ever went on a date with it? You know, I just wanted to be a part of that royalty and that money. And you ever see a royal family? Man, they're royal, right? They have, they have stature. They have money. They have wealth. And, and when you're born into that family, you are born into royalty. Um, and the truth is, the father says, you are born into royalty. You've been given an inheritance by the father where you are uh, his joint heir. Like, you are his son. You are his daughter. You are the first in line to receive all the father's inheritance, right? He gave us his name as a power of attorney. Like you can't be more rich if you're a child of the king. I remember going to the Middle East and uh, in the Middle East, you know, we, we've been on a couple of trips and vacations and uh, actually we never vacationed in the Middle East. It's wild, it's the Middle East, man. There's people everywhere, it's hustle and bustle just like you see there on the screen. And I remember going, and, and I realized something. First of all, it was hot. I was so done with hummus. And, uh, but I realized, hummus actually sounds good right now. But I realized that, you know something? Man, the people that live there, look, there's wars going on. There's cultural wars. There's religious wars going on. And it's pretty nasty there. We were in Jordan. We went to Africa. We were in, you know, near Egypt. And I realized something, man. The, the it's beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. And I remember the day before we were going to leave, I was packing from the Middle East, ready to go home. We were there like two or three weeks. And I remember looking at my ticket that was telling us we were going to go, I don't know, Tel Aviv into Newark in New Jersey. And I remember going, oh, man, I'm so thankful to go back to America. Look, I love the Middle East, but the bottom line is I was born here in America. And the truth is that little flag's on my little coat. See, it matches. The reality is, look, as poor as you are in America, you're still richer than most of the world. And I realize that we are so blessed here. It's weird that just because where you're born, you have a different way of life. Just because the way you were born and where you were born can totally determine the life you have. My wife was born in Canada. Can I tell you? Our money's worth more. Come on, somebody. My wife was, she's an American now, right? This is, that's a big cultural shift, even though they're touching. Look, where you're born matters, and you can't choose it, but the bottom line is when you are born in the spirit of God, you're royalty. When you're born, you are born into royalty. You are born into, uh, you know, God's best for you. This is what he has for you. 
uh, there, was a, there was a guy named Napoleon. He was a general of an army. And Napoleon would, uh, you know, he won wars and he did amazing things. And I remember Napoleon had, um, he had a soldier in his army also named Napoleon, but the soldier was pretty meek, right? The general Napoleon was fierce and like, you know, bold and all these things. And the soldier was pretty scared. And there was a moment that Napoleon went up to him and he said, look, you be telling the young Napoleon, you better change your name or live up to it. Change your name. What does that mean? My name's Napoleon and I'm a, I'm a fearless general. Your name's Napoleon and you're full of fear. It's not going to happen. That name, Napoleon, what he was saying, means something. It stands for something. Change your name or live up to it. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, Christian, there's no greater name. To wear and bear the name of Christ is above all things. And some of you, it's time to act like Christians, right? Some of you, today's the day that you have to break free, change your name or live up to it, right? Today's the day for your miracle. Today's the day that you walk in power and freedom like never before. You have to see yourself full of power. You have to see yourself full of faith. You have to see yourself breaking free. You know, every time I drive to school with my son every morning, um, it, my, my, well, all my kids, I make them say a declaration. And we get in the car and I say, Isaac, what is your declaration today? And I was doing this since he was three years old. And he, it's very simple. He, he says, I'm a leader, not a follower. I'm a head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender, not a borrower. I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm going to change this world. Man, my three-year-old was saying it. My four-year-old, all my kids say it. Now, uh, you know, the neighbor's kids are saying it. Because I want my children every single day to know who they are. I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. That means when you go into school, Isaac, you are not going to be a follower. You're a leader. I am the head and I'm not the tail. Well, then act like the head. I'm the lender and I'm not a borrower. You know the Bible says that? That we are going to be the lender, not the borrower is the slave to the lender. Then I don't want to be a slave. God has not made us to be slaves. And so you declare these things over yourself. You believe these things over yourself. We say the declaration every single day. I had a vision one time. And when I, when I had this vision, and, and I've had it a few times in my life that I've prophesied over someone. And what I saw was, I saw a horse. And I saw a horse in a stable, and the horse uh, was ready to go. But it was trapped. And many times the Lord gave me this vision. I said, look, you are that horse and it's time to break free. You were meant to run free. You were meant to get out of the gate, out of the cage and do exactly what God's calling you to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, many of you watching right now, you, you feel like that horse. You feel like there's something in you. Horses were not meant to be stuck in cages and stables. And there's something in you that feels like, man, I am called to run. I am called to roam free. I'm called to get out of this horse stable, horse stable and I'm ready to run the way God has called me to do. I'm telling you, today is the day that you run free. Today is the day that you break out of what you've always known and you start trusting God that you are not going to 
be defined by your trauma. You know what I loved about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They went through the fire, and the Bible said they, their clothes did not even smell like fire. I'm telling you right now, what you're about to come out through, you're not even going to have a scent of the season that you just came out of. You are going to run free, and people are going to look at your life, and they're going to scratch their head about the turnaround that God is doing, has done and is about to do in your life. I want to pray for you in a moment, but call that number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722, 1-800-599-3722. We are waiting to pray for you to break free. Today is the day that you run free, that you break free. That, and really, let's be real. All of what I'm telling you today is in your mind. This whole week has been that theme. Everything is in your mind. It is, that's where the traps are. That's where the lies are. You know, if you want that freedom, call that number on the screen. We want to pray for you. Today is your day for a miracle. And so it is, it's, your, it's your time to run free. And the devil knows. He knows who you are. He knows what you're called to. That's why the struggle's been so great. But today is the day that you get free because when values change, relationships change. What I've realized in life is your friends are going to come and go. What's amazing to me is you ask anybody that's been married for a minute. It's what's amazing to me is people get married in their 20s and it's like, oh, I think we had 100 people in each of our wedding parties. It's unbelievable. My wife had to have like half the nation with her. But we had all these people in our wedding party. And if you look back today and you're like, hey, let's get married today again. I'm not sure that I would even have any of these people in my wedding again. Because relationships change when values change. And so I want to tell you today that when values change, relationships change, and it is okay to break free. Not everybody you lose is a loss. It's time to realize that God is going to remove one season and bring in another. And some of you, prophetically, I'm telling you, God is going to surround you with more support, people that love you, that are going to help you grow in your faith, not take away from what's happening. You know, you need to keep your faith energy strong. And you don't want people draining you from that kind of stuff. And I'm just telling you, it is a season that it's time to run. People say to me all the time, they say, Pastor, um, you know, what's happening in my life right now? I don't get it. You know, I feel pain. I feel like things are going on. You're being pruned. That's all. Just it's the pruning of God in your life. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. We're all being pruned. And I want to pray for you today that you will be broken free, that whatever process God wants to do in your life, you're going to say yes. I'm going to tell you this. A couple years ago, I was going through a lot of pressure, financial pressure, ministry pressure. And one day I'm like, God, where are you? What is happening? He said this to me. I'm giving you a net breaking blessing and you're feeling the strains of your net breaking. Two things can happen. God said, he told me, he said, I'll remove it from you and you won't feel anything. Or you can say yes, and I'll finish what I'm trying to do in your life. And I lifted up my hands, and I said, God, I surrender to you whatever you want. And I want you to do that right now. Lift your hands. You're watching this broadcast. I don't care how foolish it looks. Lift your hands. Come on. I'm talking to you. Lift your hands. That's right. We surrender right now, Father, to you. We say, have your way in our life. Whatever you want to do, we just say yes. Come on, out loud. Say yes. Yes, God, we let you have your way in our lives. Do what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Look, that's the biggest secret of breaking free. 1-800-599-3722. Call the number. Even after the broadcast, we're here 24 hours to pray for you. Call the number on the screen. I believe it is your day for breakthrough. Just like those animals, we are called with, we have filled with instincts by God to do great things on this earth. And I know the rest of this year is going to be far better than where you started. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. We love you. We're signing off. Until next time. There's a place that